you've been very patient. Good morning to you. Hello, Smithy. How are you? Um, yeah, look, pretty cool. I tried. I was going to ring you last week, but I didn't know what number, but I just heard him say oh. 800 150 I want to talk to you yeah. about rugby. You must be very proud that Hawks Bay came from 32 down to 14 and won in the last 10 minutes. And, well, Frank, uh, I was ve- very, very happy with that. I, I did watch it. You, you did right, um, I, and I, I'd, I'd written them off. I've been pretty scratchy, uh, and I didn't fancy uh, that uh, they were going to come back and win that game. I thought Waikato would be too classy not to to hand up a lead like that. But yeah, you're right. We're we're pretty proud of them at the moment. Three from three. Oh, you would be. And what I was actually going to ring you about, Smithy, is. What happened? Why, why, would, why didn't Wakatawa come into the reckoning as a halfback for the All Blacks? They were all talking about Weber and the other ginger-headed bloke, but that Wakatawa, he changed the game around the other night. He's a fan. And then he played in the um, All Blacks 15, I think, early in the year, and he scored two tries. Why didn't he come into the reckoning of the All Blacks halfbacks, Smithy? Well, I think uh, what's happened there is uh, he's been uh, gazumped because he sits in the background behind Aaron Smith at the Highlanders. I mean, I think he would have had a better chance of advancing his cause if he had been a number one halfback for another franchise, and I think he's good enough to do that. But what happened was uh, Roy Gard came along. Roy Gard started, uh, started to create uh, a real uh, feeling around the traps that he was a, a guy who had a new dimension to add to it. And uh, he basically, in the end, uh, pressure just uh, put him uh, in there and, and the fact that he was getting more opportunities. Uh, Fokitava, Falau Fokitava, uh, I think he's been carrying a, a leg injury as well. Um, and uh, he, he was going to have surgery and he put that off, I think, to try and make the World Cup. Uh, and now, of course, he's missed out on the, there. I think you probably find he's about number five in the pecking order uh, all of a sudden, Frank. And, and just through circumstances, uh, not through poor form. Oh, well, thank you very much, Mother. I haven't rung up to begrade you this time about giving a wrong tip. I've done that months ago. <laughs> I might remember me. And uh, yep. i only done that for a bite, and you bit like a big shark. And so oh, does the other people at Tech Street. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Frank. That's what Talkback's all about, to create, uh, to create a bit of fear. And uh, you've done that and created opinion. Thanks very much. Uh, appreciate your call, and uh, I hope Fokitava comes good because I'm like you. I, I just think he's got too much ability to be sitting on the bench for the amount of time that he does. Uh, Brian, good morning to you. Morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, pretty good um, for a Friday. Uh, uh, Eddie Bones. We'll call him Eddie Bones because I think he's like a rabid dog with a bone when he has a detractor or two. <laughs> the way he handles yeah. the press, I think to myself, Smithy, he can't be that silly. Maybe he realises that he's run his race and it's be a really good idea to make himself so objectionable that they pay out that long-term contract they were silly enough to give him. What do you think? Well, I think they're the stupid ones, Australian rugby. And I think Hamish McLennan, uh, and it's now Phil War as the CEO. Now, Phil War's a terrific guy. Uh, he was a terrific player. But I'm not sure he's so new in the job that he's got enough uh, power or presence at this point to say to Eddie Jones, call him into his office and say, hey, for just 
by the by, Eddie, let's just go through a couple of things. One, you're paid by us. You work for us. Two, image of rugby is paramount in this country. We are fighting against so many other codes. Uh, we don't need negativity. We don't need headlines for the wrong reasons. Sure, create headlines. I'll tell you the best way to do it. Have a winning team. That'll be creating headlines, and then we'll have all the press conferences we like. But the way you're going about it at the moment is totally unacceptable. If I, I mean, if I'm the CEO or the chairman and my uh, head coach, my number one man, uh, picks on the media or attacks the media uh, like he did there as a parting shot before hopping onto the plane to the World Cup, I'm just pulling my hair out. I am absolutely done with that, Brian. I, I just couldn't tolerate it. So well said, Ian. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I didn't want to say it myself. I'd rather you said it. <laughs> but you're 100% on the nail, mate. You know, Steve Hansen was fairly gruff at times. Uh, you know, it was sometimes uh, he was uh, a bit down on the media and sometimes he would frown on them and sometimes he would make it very, very difficult for you. Graham Henry was the same. But at the end of the day, you know... They had uh, the they had the cattle and they had the army. They you knew that they would win more than they would lose. Hanson's record was unbelievable, and so most press conferences were pretty damn good. But you get to know you get to know your subject of your press conference, and you know you work with him in that regard. He started this Eddie Jones in South Africa uh, when he called a, a journalist, uh, one of his own travelling journalists, who made the effort to go over there, follow the team, and re, you know start off uh, his new reign. He called him a smart ass because he asked him a question, a smart ass. Uh, and, he, and he continued to do that throughout the interview. Gets, what, what he, when you see a guy get on a tangent like that about negativity and he keeps going back and back and back like a child would, you find out he's got no answers. That's why he's, he's, he's disguising the fact that he's absolutely got no answers. So he gets on a theme he's comfortable with and he just stays on it until everyone says, oh, well, enough's enough. Uh, let the guy hop on the plane or go back to his beer in the Qantas lounge because to me that's what it sounded like. That's absolutely what it sounded like. He's lost for words, he's lost for answers, and he hasn't even started. He hasn't even started the deal. Uh, hey, thanks very much uh, for that, Brian. Appreciate your call. Uh, Neville, good morning to you. Morning, Ian. Um, cricket. I, um, when you think of the Ashes and how good it was, um, I wonder why, do you know why we don't have decent tests um, series in New Zealand uh, to me when England come out here or Australia we should be playing three tests against them not heaps of one day and 2020 games which are quite meaningless in the, scheme, in the scheme of cricket I'd just love to see some meaningful test cricket in New Zealand and, and we could almost develop our own ashes against England and Australia if we did that you know well, this year, this this summer, we were looking like we were going to have a damn good, a damn good uh, test summer at home. I mean, we here at SENZ, we've invested in it by becoming uh, the ball by ball radio uh, commentators for this, and you know we're putting together a hell of a good commentary team, in my opinion. Anyway, it's it's yeah. it's going to be a fun summer, but all of a sudden uh, we find out that two of the test matches that we're going to do. Um, against South Africa are against a side who know the, we won't know any of the players by the sound of it. Uh, we won't recognise them. They won't have any history in the game as such. Uh, and, uh, you know, by all accounts, um, we should mop them up pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and that, is that what you want? We're going to play against Australia, which is going to be fantastic. I, I get what you're saying about two tests because you sort of go nowhere um, with two tests. You, you feel like you need a decider from time to time, but um, that is what we're given. 
Uh, that is what we're given. You know, we, we get three test series when we go to Australia. Uh, we get three test series every now and then when we go to England. Uh, maybe when we go to India as well because they're the big boys. But um, oh, if you went through to, the, uh, to New Zealand cricket and said to them, uh, what, do you, what would you prefer, the cost of test cricket and, you know, and the, the hassle of test cricket these days apparently, it's something that they try to avoid as much as possible. And, and you talk about, Neville, um, the, the white ball cricket. They might be meaningless in terms of uh, us traditionalists, but what they are is money in the bank. Uh, they get the big crowds, the holiday crowds, etc., and that's how they time them like that. So uh, thanks very much uh, for your call. And uh, we'll move on next, Brian, to who should we go to next? Okay, we'll take a quick break. There's my instructions, my writing instructions. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back uh, in a two, two or three minutes with uh, another couple of callers. It's been great. Thank you. Right, so we've got callers on the line and I thank them all for being patient. Uh, Scott, good morning to you. Scott from Taranaki. Quite disappointing to hear that South Africa aren't going to be sending a, a top-grade team, but I think the T20 League in, a, in South Africa is actually owned by a lot of the Indian IPL clubs now as well, so I mm. guess India are having a bit of a say in what happens, which is a bit disappointing. Um, um, but it also could be a sign of the times that maybe, uh, you know, um, countries are going to have more of a tailored team, you know, to tests T20 and, and whatnot. So perhaps maybe this is South Africa saying, hey, we maybe look at guys for the future that will play test cricket with this option and uh, and see what they're like coming to New Zealand. Uh, I know we feel like we're shortchanged a little bit because we're not going to see those guys, but um, we may be seeing some good players of the future as well. And, and at least Australia at this point isn't, you know, they're bringing their full squad, which would be great because, you know, I pump up test cricket to my son as being what people remember. No one, like that other guy said before, no one remembers a result from a T20 two years ago, do they? No, you're, you're absolutely right, Scott. The only thing I'd say about that is um, if you poll the South African players and say to them, look, you know, what would you rather be playing? I think uh, that they'd rather be playing test cricket. And, and the fact of the matter is they, they're, getting their, they're getting the choice taken away from them. That, to me, is uh, the wrong thing on a personal note. Let's head across to uh, Australia, to uh, Lyle. Good morning, Lyle. Yeah, good on, mate. Look, I've lived there in, uh, in excess of 30 years, and so I've got a reasonable take on the psyche. What, the way I see it, Eddie Jones is trying to paint it a siege mentality. Uh, back in 2015, people here didn't expect the Wallabies to get out of their pool play. They got all the way to the final and had an all-back being sent off. Yeah, I've got Sinbin. It could have been a quite a different result. The Sinbinning was adequate. It didn't need to be a send-off. But, um... He's painting a siege mentality, so if they go reasonably well, he'll come back here and say, look, you guys, you told us we're all useless. He's overplaying the hand, though. He's uh, desperate. I think he expected a lot better result against the All Blacks than what he's got, but he's, he's a desperate man. And uh, by painting the siege mentality, and we've got no hope, if they go reasonably well, he'll say, well, look what we did. As far as the Warriors are concerned, if they play like they have in the last two weeks, they'll get, and manly play like they did last week, they'll get beat. But they must be due, good, due for a good performance. The main concern with them is uh, the quad on uh, Jones, uh, sorry, on um, Johnson. If mm. he goes down, I think they've got real problems going forward. I think you're right. Uh, we've got Tamari Martin back um, available to us, so we do have another option in the, the standoff or the, the halves area. 
Uh, but you're right. Uh, I, I thank you, Lyle, for, for that theory on uh, Eddie Jones. It is, it is, I think, a bit of a siege mentality. And, you know, he, it, they might play pretty well. They've got a decent sort of a group and they might get a lot further than uh, people are giving them credit for. But uh, I, don't think, uh, I don't think that's the issue for me. Um, the issue for me is uh, attitude towards um, people who are trying to do the right thing by the game, and that means at times asking hard questions. Uh, Cliff, good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's, it is tough. You know, he knows he's, he's got some limited, a limited squad. I think the halves and the loose forwards and the Australian side just aren't where it is. Maybe it comes back to the trying to have too many sides and not really getting them bonding together. I mean, they they could love a good first five with experience and halfback and maybe in the yeah, and that loose forward. But yeah, he's he's just got to he's just got to go to the World Cup, try and keep that unit tight, and not hope to lose any more players so that he can do it. The um, the Test cricket thing. I've, as soon as I went to the Basin Reserve Test this year with England, it was brilliant. You know, the England bring their Barmy Army and their supporters come out, and it's such a great uh, trip for them uh, in the locals, English locals here. Uh, if England come to New Zealand, it'd be lovely to have a three-match series. I mean, some of the other series that we get, if we get the West Indies coming, playing a couple or Bangladesh, it is hard. It's, it's hard to really generate... The, the numbers game. Um, test cricket just needs to be scheduled at the right time and, and get the publicity out that it's happening because I tried to find out who we're playing next year and where so that I could maybe go to one of these games, but it, nothing happened. Nothing, there's not much information out there of who we're playing and where. Um, so that's a big thing. I'm just looking forward to the cricket coming up. There's so much sport, but... Yeah, the cricket will be interesting. The, the, that 2020 team was, yeah, there was a lot of new boys in there. And look, 2020 is what it is. You, you, it can come off good or bad. But, yeah, the 50 over will be good. I would like to. I want to see Conway come out and dominate. Yeah, and that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I'd we, like to we, see Conway come, come out and dominate as well. Uh, it'd be absolutely fantastic, and I think he will. And I think New Zealand, the New Zealand side will be motivated by uh, this decision by South Africa to absolutely give it to them.